Yes, everyone else is expected. Everyone else is expected, that's correct. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Large Group, the official podcast of the Module Youth Program. This is a brand new podcast. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, or streaming, or whatever way you've decided to come and take a listen. We appreciate it. And who are we? Well, on this particular podcast, I will be your host, Gary McComiskey, and on the panel for this show, we also are joined by Diana Roach. Hello, Gary. And Tommy Levins. Hello, everybody. All right. Oh, I guess I should have said hello to everybody. Tommy was right. Hi, Gary, and hello, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and on this particular podcast, we will be discussing, drum roll, etc., Lenten sacrifice. So uh, we're going to try and just have some real talk about Lent and what we give up and if we give something up and why. And hopefully uh, you can share your thoughts about that as well. So I guess let's start it off with just the idea of Lenten sacrifice. So, um, you know, obviously during Lent, we are supposed to either give up something or uh, sacrifice something or do some kind of good work. It's a it's a special time of year where we're supposed to go that extra mile for our faith to prepare ourselves for Easter, which anyone who's Catholic should be aware of, and anyone who's listening to this podcast is probably aware of. So I guess my <laughs> first question for you guys is, do you give up anything for Lent, or do you sacrifice something for Lent, or do you do both, or do you do neither, or what's up? I'll start, Tommy, so you can think about it for a second, because I know you really don't do much for Lent, so I'm going to give you the time to, <laughs> to think of something. Um, I tried the past couple of years, I try to do both things. I try to give up something, and then I try to also do something, because I feel like doing something is a bit more satisfying in a way as trying to be living the gospel in a way, as opposed to to sacrificing something which is denial of and i don't know while i understand its meaning and why we do that and why we have the sacrificial stuff sometimes i feel like it's not a fulfillment of what we're supposed to do do you know what i mean like as, as far as like living the gospel kind of thing so i try to do both things this year i gave up drinking which i did last year and i think the year before i think this is the third year i also have been trying to fast on wednesdays hmm. So I, I'm just no eating in between meals, drinking only water, and eating, you know, two small meals that equal one large meal. Oh, wow. And I'm trying to do trying to do random acts of kindness every day, which some days it lends itself pretty easily that I could do something nice for a stranger. But sometimes the day passes and most I did was tell someone they had a nice shirt. That's all right. <laughs> that, that's, that's better than most New Yorkers do. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. I actually, is that hard fasting particularly? Because I know for me, the fasting on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday is just, it, it's very difficult. Have you found that to be difficult or is it something that isn't as hard as you expected it to be? Um, no, it's hard because I, you know, especially the drinking only of water. It's not like that. I drink a lot of other things besides water. I do drink mm. so much water, but like not having a soda mm. at lunch, I really do miss that in a strange way. And it's that the omission of that is kind of, it seems big. And, um, I'm hungry. You know, I feel like I'm hungry. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's kind of, 
you know, and that's okay. I mean, I decided last Wednesday I brought a lot of celery sticks, and I felt like that was not eating in between meals somehow. I convinced myself that eating celery sticks was not <laughs> as bad as eating crackers. Or something. They don't count don't in know. Weight Watchers, and they don't count with the Lord. They're free, <laughs> they're free food. That's true. Right. And, uh, of course, Tommy has seemingly given up his health for Lent. He's uh, he's at, at death's I door, have. but he is it's still... He's taken away from me. He has soldiered on to join us on the podcast. How are you, Tommy? Yes, good, good. Hopefully th- I'm not hev- heavily breathing into the podcast and giving people the wrong message for Lent. Um, <laughs> no. Are they supposed yeah, to give up you know, breathing for Lent? Di- uh, well, you know, Diana's really raised the gauntlet, I and she's so good about that. She really does put a lot of thought into what to do for Lent. And I always, it always kind of gets away from me. I'm really bad about that. I can't focus on one thing that I could give up, that I could say, wow, that's a sacrifice. I can't really think of anything that I, there's nothing that I regularly do or eat. I don't drink. So I'm not really sure if there was something that I, that if I gave up, that it would make me more mindful of Lent. I did put one challenge down, and it's actually you know, it's it's something that that I struggle with a lot, and it's my um, anger when I'm driving. Believe it or not, it's just <laughs> it's like one of these things that's really bad that I'm hearing more from my family that they notice it, and I didn't even realize that I do that. So I kind of oh, said really? to hmm. yeah, so I kind of said to Ryan one day, you know what, Ryan for Lent, I am not going to scream at people while you're in the car. And if I do, you have to call me out on it. Hmm. So, um, and I think I've been better with that. And then when I do do it, I turn to him and say, I, Brian, I just said something. He's like, oh, you didn't call me out on it. So I am being more mindful of it. But that's really all that I'm really doing with Lent. I mean, I, I was hoping to be more prayerful. And I got to tell you, I'm probably one of these Catholics that when we get closer to Palm Sunday, I start putting my action more at work and getting more Mm. prayerful and doing different things. Mm. So I kind of let the first 33 days go by (laughs) doing something. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. What about Diana? You're good with that. Well, what about that book that we got from Trinity, like that daily thing? You were going to put it in your car. Yeah, you're right. We got this daily prayer book and it's been I took it out of my bag and I put it on my dining room table and I keep saying oh, I got to put this in the car. So Tommy tell it. us tell it, us a little bit about what this prayer book is. What's the deal? Is it just a group of prayers one for every day or is it specifically tailored right. to Lent? What's the deal? Yeah, it's like a daily reflection. It's like a little pamphlet that our parish gave us. And each day of Lent, it has a, a particular reading in it. And it would probably take, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to do. Okay. But I still have not put that in my car. And I, even at work, I have, um, I keep a lot of books and religious things, you know, there that I keep thinking I should just read this. And uh, I haven't put it into work because once I get to work, I just, I kind of put that aside. So. You know, this is, you know, I guess I really, I have to kind of challenge myself a little bit better to, to, to be better with this. Well, you say you do kind of ramp it up as it gets closer to Easter. And, you know, Lent is a time of preparation. So, you know, maybe if that's what it takes for you to kind of get in that mindset, then maybe that's okay. I mean, I'm not a priest. I can't give you dispensation <laughs> for, uh, you know... <laughs> Not being on it from day one, but it, it it makes good sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I think one one good thing I did do, I had a confirmation retreat with my eighth grade class last Thursday, and I did go to reconciliation after all the kids were gone to a priest that I didn't really know, which is something I don't normally do, but I felt like experiencing the sacrament a little bit out of the safe box. 
because I've gone to confessors mostly that I've known or I'm comfortable with. So that was a little bit of a, and I, and I got very emotional during it too. So I knew that was something that, that was more, it was a more powerful experience for me during this Lent season. All right. Is that's that, cool. I'm sorry, Diana, I didn't I, mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. That's good. I mean, I, it, that's interesting that you were moved to do it when the kids did it. That's kind of a cool thing to do. And I know it is weird to go to a priest that you don't know. I kind of feel that way too. You know what? I, somebody reminded me of something that I told them last year who I think this might, maybe this is something you could try next year, Tommy, or even for the remainder of the time. And, and I think Father Joe said it last year, or I read it someplace. Instead of trying to do one thing for the whole 46 days, by the way, that's 46 days, not just 40, for the whole time, is write something down that you can do or sacrifice one thing. Like, today I won't eat chocolate. Today I won't say the word no. Today right. I will pray for people I dislike. And put it in a jar, and then you pick out one a day. And then you only oh. have to do that thing for one day. If you that's have, four, idea, yeah. So that way you, it's different. It's not something that you're like, oh, I forgot that I gave that up. And then just for the day, you're mindful of that thing or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's a great idea. That is. And actually, I want to, I was going to bring this up later, but that's a perfect segue when you say it's 46 days and not 40, Diana. Do Sundays count as part of Lent? <laughs> now, I, I have always just assumed you give something up for Lent, you give it up for the whole of Lent. But my wife told me that her grandfather always said, oh, there's only, there's 40 days in, you know, Lent is 40 days, but that's not how many days on the calendar. And that's because Sundays don't count. So you can have whatever you gave up on Sunday. It's okay. It's like, it's like, I don't know, you rest on the, the, the Sabbath or something from your sacrifice, which, what do you guys think about that? Well, the reason, I mean, th there is a theology, I mean, there's some sort of theological reason, same reason, let's say that there's no funerals on Sundays, because mm -hmm. Sundays is a day of celebration, because you're celebrating the resurrection, or, the, you know what I mean, it's supposed to be a day of celebration, so mm -hmm. you shouldn't be denying yourself anything on Sunday. I don't, uh, you know, I don't all of a sudden then like midnight on Saturday start cracking open the beers and like, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't Woo! do that. You know what I mean? I just I kind of just do it the whole time because I kind of feel like Praise what's the Lord <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> You know what's the point? Yay, I'm not gonna yeah, I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't subscribe to that, although I know that some people I have heard that right. as well, but I, I don't yeah, know. I I have to agree. I think the Sunday, I think you got to do it the whole time. But there is that song, these 40 days of Lent. That's why I always think of Lent as 40 days mm -hmm. from an old choir boy. But I think if you're going to do it for the, you should do it from Ash Wednesday to Easter. Here's another question Hi. for uh, just on that. You, you, obviously, you were joking, but when you said, oh, I don't, you know, midnight on Saturday, I don't crack open a beer. But <laughs> so let's take Fridays during Lent. You know, we're not supposed to eat meat as Catholics. And does Friday start at midnight on like Thursday night and go to midnight <laughs> on Friday? Or is it just like whenever you go to bed on Thursday to whenever you wake up on Saturday? What is Friday? Oh, I would say whenever you go to bed on Thursday and whenever you wake up on 
Saturday. Then that's your whole Friday. Like, all of a sudden, I'm not going to like, oh, I need that piece of lasagna. Like, I don't know, that big piece of sausage <laughs> at midnight on Friday or something. Like, I'm having a roast beef sandwich now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. See, maybe I'm, maybe I'm like a rules lawyer, but I, I always thought it was the, uh, the midnight to midnight. And maybe that's, you know, I'm not sacrificing properly. But I, I remember distinctly back in college when we were doing a play. And we'd, we'd go late. And I don't know, maybe it was rehearsals or what have you. And there was a diner across the street. So it'd be Friday night and it was like a quarter to 11. And the Catholics in the group <laughs> were like, okay, if we order a burger now, it probably won't come until after midnight. So we should be yeah. okay. I'm thinking like you, Gary. I think I did the same thing. You kind of play that game of, uh, oh, it's not, you know, if it's Thursday night and you're out mm -hmm. after midnight, oh, it's not really Friday yet. Or if it's Friday night after midnight, oh, it's after midnight. I don't know. I think now I kind of agree with Diana, but back in my early days, not so much. But in my defense, I, <laughs> I like, <laughs> I commit, right? I don't, I don't have, you know, I go, I go all in. Like I was working, I, this is again, maybe it's just a weird theater thing, but I, when I was working at Queens College as technical director, uh, there was one Friday during Lent when we ordered, we were in the theater all day and we ordered Chinese and I ordered like shrimp fried rice, but they sent pork fried rice. So I just like wouldn't eat it or, you know, I, <laughs> I just, I, I was like, well, no, someone else's mistake is I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah, that's okay. No, I yeah. yeah. No, I, I, uh, hard line, Gary, yeah, hard line. Well, well listen, <laughs> I, you know, I heard Father Joe say there was dispensation for meat on St. Patrick's Day so people could have corned beef. But what I really heard was, yeah, Diana, you can go out and have a couple of drinks because it is St. Patrick's Day and it is a Friday. <laughs> and that's not going to happen again for a couple of years. So go crazy with your bad self, which I did. Actually, that, that is another question I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you addressed it, Diana. So on Friday, which was St. Patrick's Day, as we record this past Friday, as you said, we got dispensation in the Brooklyn and Queens diocese. And I figure you got dispensation strictly for the purpose of eating corned beef and cabbage. So I did not eat corned beef and cabbage, so I did not eat meat at all on Friday. What, uh... You you may have thought differently, given what you just said. So how do you interpret that, that dispensation? Tommy, you you can be the arbiter here. How, what do you think? Well, that's funny. I mean, the beer thing is pretty funny. I did have corned beef. I only had corned beef. And I did, I did look it up because I wasn't sure if we had the dispensation. So I looked it up to make sure that DeMarzio said that we could do it. And I saw that it was. So um, I did have corned beef for dinner. And for lunch. So I, I took what? advantage of it. I definitely took advantage of it. That's awesome. Did you That's do awesome. some kind of sacrifice or some, some other thing to make up for it on another day? No, I didn't. Do I have to? You're supposed to, yes. You're, you're yeah, encouraged there was some to death, do so. That's what oh. Joe said. That Bishop Domazio said, do this, but then do something, like do something more. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't made up for my beer drinking, but I don't feel like I was di had dispensation. I just feel like I made the choice not to 
participate in my Lenten sacrifice on that day as opposed to no one gave me dispensation. I mean, I just made it up. <laughs> I right. gave myself dispensation. You gave yourself a dispensation. Right. Um, no, I haven't done it, but I will. Thank you for telling me that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. So if you forget, like, on a Friday and you eat meat accidentally, or, or if you accidentally, like, you, you mentioned Tom Curse and, and your, the car, or, or, you know, display <laughs> anger when you're driving... Or, or any anything like if you accidentally break your Lenten commitments, right. do you feel the need to make up for it, or is it just like, oh well, that that God will forgive me for that one time, and I'll just make an effort to do better? Well, I think that you know we're human. I mean, we you know we make mistakes. We're fallible. I mean, oh, I forgot that I was I was supposed to curse. Whatever you know, you start to you know. Um, but I think that I think that there's something about it when you do fall. I mean, not something like drinking because that's you have to do a little bit. It's like you got to be really conscious, or something's got to be really wrong with you if you unconsciously start to have alcoholic beverages. Although sometimes, sometimes if you drink enough, you do fall. Right. I, well, this is true. Very true. I think that it keeps. I think it keeps you mindful because you realize that maybe it's even if you do fall, like you curse or you have road rage or you whatever. It keeps you mindful of it, and then in 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 so much that isn't that what we're supposed to be doing anyway? I don't know. Absolutely. You know what so I mean? that is an interesting way of looking at it. Kind of the idea that you make a mistake makes you even more mindful of what you're supposed to be sacrificing so it doesn't become rote. It's something we pay attention to. Right. I think that's a terrific loophole. <laughs> I endorse that way of thinking. Uh, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, guys, uh, parting thoughts on Lenten sacrifice before we wrap this up? I think that Lenten sacrifice is ultimately a good practice. I think that sometimes there, I think that if it's a true Lenten sacrifice and it's something that you do for a while, it stays with you beyond Lent. Like anytime I've given up chocolate, I've always like eased my way back into eating a lot of chocolate after Lent is over. Like it's not like on Easter, I have a whole chocolate bunny. I like only, you know, I'll only take one M&M from Lorraine's office on Monday as opposed to the handfuls that I did. So I think that there's something about that that stays with you. And I think that that's a good practice. And that somehow stays with you longer than doing the nice things. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I, just, I think Lenten sacrifices, I, I think they're important. The same thing with not eating meat on Friday. It's all about being mindful and being mindful of that we're in Lent. We're mindful of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And, you know, it's just, it's, again, another thing that brings us together as a church that, you know, we, we could talk about it and we could we could share our experiences with each other. And it's it's just something that builds on that, on our faith. And on who we are as Catholics. All right. Thanks, guys. And I realized that I never shared what I gave up for Lent. Almost every year I give up soda, which is the case this year as well. And that is often very difficult for me, especially since the coffee house usually falls during Lent. And that is a very tiring day. Um, but I, I'm, I, I am steadfast. And, uh, you know, I, I have not fallen yet. So, uh but on Easter, I am the opposite of you, Diana. I, I will like I will just down a bottle of Mountain Dew as soon as I am able. So as soon as uh, you wake up, as soon as Julia finds all the chocolate, you yeah. Mountain Dew at eight thirty. Well, I'm not quite oh, that bad. I'm not like an addict, but uh, <laughs> you know. I'm, but yeah, I, I do I do enjoy a bottle now and then, which is not in any way, shape, or form good for me. But uh, nevertheless. 
We all have our vices, I suppose. Um, yes, we do. But thank you. I want to personally thank you both for being on this podcast and uh, sharing your thoughts about Lent with all of us. And I want to personally thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and joining us for this first MYP podcast. Uh, and we hope you will join us again in the large group. And so yeah. until then, time. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Diana. And now go to your small groups and discuss. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Good night, Gary. Good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've got a friend. I'm deleting you right after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're off. <laughs>